Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hey, this is Matt Lesher. This is Phil Lamar. Hey, this is Rodney Taylor, a.k.a. the Penguin Gotham, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live. What's going on, everybody? This is Chris at Geek Vibes Live, top 10 and two-side review. We are at it again this week with another top 10. This week, we're going to be discussing top 10 movie fight scenes. Now, I've kind of opened the door to all genres for this one, so this should be an interesting list. Uh, With me, as always, we have Tia. Tia, how are you? I'm good, Chris. How are you tonight? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a long day, but been productive, but I'm excited for this list. I think we're going to have some interesting conversations. Uh, It's been pretty interesting the last couple weeks, so uh, we're keeping really good topics. I shared this one around, guys, and everyone was kind of excited to to hear what we had to say. And with us is Ryan. Ryan's back from his hiatus. Ryan, how are you? Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm like completely jacked on like three to four Red Bulls, but I'm so excited to be back. <laughs> Ryan, we are happy to have you back because uh, you kind of um, become the comic relief. And I don't mean that in a negative way because we all know you're spirited <laughs> when you get I, I know when you get passionate. I love you in the comic relief. I love it. <laughs> Uh, but we're going to have to reduce your Red Bulls to maybe two. But we'll see how it, how it goes. But it's, gl- it's great to have you back, man. And, and we have a guest, another writer um, from uh, GVNation.com. Did I say that right? Yeah, it's GVNation.com. My apologies. Uh, uh, Kevin, how are you, Kevin? Doing good, man. Doing good. How about you? Ah, uh, Kevin's here. <laughs> yeah, Kevin came to party. Woo-hoo. Yeah, we couldn't. Wait, Kevin. Just before, Wait. yeah, just before we were coming on, we had to listen to Ryan try to pick his film classes, so we didn't really get to, to say hi to each other before we just popped on here. But yes, Kevin's with us as a guest. Uh, we are glad to have him. So, guys, real quick, I just want to tell you, I've opened up, uh, like I said before. Uh, the table to all the genres so it can come from whatever you know you like or whatever is your fancy Um, I looked over a ton of lists and I saw a ton of videos to try to compile what I thought was and um, the ones I picked honestly didn't make a lot of lists so I'm interested to see what you guys are going to throw at me when I give my picks but as always let's start this thing off with number 10 Tia that goes to you Tia what do you have for us at number 10 well, thank you so much, Chris. Um, so I was looking at what I wanted to do, and I kind of didn't want to be typical and just pick, like, superhero movies, although that's completely kind of what my list ended up being. Um, but the first pick of mine, top ten, uh, number 10, isn't, like, strictly a fight. Anyway, I'm just going to keep going. I picked uh, the scene from Logan, um, where it kind of, and it's a long scene. It starts off with when they're um, when Boy Holbrook, uh, like Donald Pierce, first goes to Professor X's hideaway, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, Laura just kind of becomes completely badass and just takes out all of those guys, and the whole thing that ensues after that, the fight scene 
Wolverine finding out that uh, this little girl is a mutant and kicks absolute ass. She's like a little banshee. Um, and then that kind of continues into the car chase scene in that gigantic limo that keeps going, and that thing is just so high intensity and badass. That, so I had to pick that whole entire scene, even though it ends with a car chase, and that's not necessarily a fight scene. I just had to choose all of that just because 100% I love that whole entire scene, just seeing Laura for the first time in her full glory um, was just amazing. And it really, to me, I think belongs on this list. Um, that's, yeah, that's a great pick, by the way. And I was I was with you on that, trying not to pick uh, superhero films necessarily uh, to be, like, a constant on the list. Um, but I felt like um, it... It could have just easily been uh, top ten fight scenes in comic book films, and maybe we'll do that later. But I just don't want to do back-to-back comic book-related films. Um, but you're right. That scene, I believe, isn't she X-22? Is that is that what her official name is, like, in the comic books, or who she's supposed to be? I think it's X-23. X-23, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, whoever's, yeah, I mean, I, like, a comic book junkie can correct me there, but, yeah. Yeah, they can correct me, too. But, yes, that scene... Was a you're right. It was a tone setter, but it was also like a reveal, so to speak, of what she's capable of, and that tone of the film. It, it was it worked out perfectly. I liked it. I think it deserves to be on this list definitely. Ryan, what do you think about uh, the X twenty two fight scene and car chase? Don't even get me started. That is one of the best fucking like scenes I've ever watched. It has so much emotion to it. It's got the grittiness. And this was right when rated R superhero films started becoming a thing. So it was even better. So they pushed it to the absolute limit. And I loved it that much more. And since it was Hugh Jackman's last film, you can tell he put it all into it. And I don't know the little girl's name, but she is a kick-ass little girl. And I'm even scared of her. So that's how I think of it. I, I love that scene. And I'm scared of little girls now. But that's besides the point. Yeah, I love it. I love it, Ryan. Uh, yeah. I, I I agree with everything you said, man. Kevin, how do you feel about um, the X-22 fight scene and Logan uh, being number 10 on our top 10 list? All right. Yeah, so I'm, I've been super quiet about it and everything because y'all are going to be like, what? But I haven't seen Logan. Ah. Get the fuck out of here. What? What? Kevin. Right. Yeah. I, I, Logan, I mean, I wasn't, like, I was big into, like, the X-Men movies, like, the first three. And then after that, I was, like, oh, when they started going to, like, Wolverine and then, like, like the origin Wolverine and all the other ones, I was, like, oh, this is too much for me. So I know that Logan's really good from what everybody said. It's definitely on my list of, like, movies that I need to get to watching. But, yeah, I haven't seen Logan, so... I'll take y'all's wow. opinion and say that it's a great scene, though, and the little girl's badass. I'll say that. You got to see it, Kevin. <laughs> I know that Wolverine origin sucked, but Logan, like, completely erases every single, like, sucky X-Men movie. That's how good it was. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that it's, like, like, every, like really, I haven't heard one bad thing about it. And I think the fact that I haven't seen it is just, but, like, there was a time where it was on HBO, 
and I had HBO Go, and I think it just came off like last month, and so that was like, I was like, oh my god. But <laughs> I mean, I I I was just I, my problem is that every time I go on to HBO to go watch, like I'm like I'm I'm gonna go see I'm gonna go watch Logan. I see like the Game of Thrones ad pop up, and I'm like, oh well, there goes that. So here comes the next <laughs> seven hours of my day. <laughs> Done. For anyone who doesn't yeah. know, Kevin's a huge Game of Thrones fan. Oh. Yeah, I just realized that before we went on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Kevin, you got homework to do, my friend. You, um, which we, which we love dishing out to each other because we, we all, we all should know each other's taste by now. But we're really shocked when we find out nobody's seen the movie we're trying to pitch. But you need to yeah. go see that film and check out that fight scene. Um, but I'm going to put it down right now as number 10, Logan X-23 fight, uh, uh, fight scene and car chase. Because there was that really cool car chase, you're right, that follows it. That whole kind of, um, it's a multiple scenes, I think, when you cut it together. That whole little segment or part of the film is, is really cool and really unique. Um, but, yeah, um, going back to, like, worrying about whether or not we've seen movies, guys. I was really hard-pressed to not mention, like, a couple, like, really, like, you know, cult classics or, you know, really kind of niche kind of films. I wanted us to kind of be able to still talk about them. So, you know, I was already prepared for us picking superhero films, so don't feel too, you know, apprehensive when you give your picks with those, so don't worry about it. But we'll leave that down as number 10. And I think we're going to go to, yeah, let's go to Ryan, because he's on Red Bull, and maybe we can get him to give us a great number nine pick here and we can start this one up. Ryan, what do you got for us at number nine? All right. I'm going to go the other way because Tia wanted to start off with superhero films. Uh, I'm going to go with the 2018 version of Halloween. Yes, I know. Has, any, have, has anyone not seen it yet? Before I get into Wait, spoilers. I've seen this, it. this Halloween? Yeah, 20, the one that literally just came out a few weeks ago. I haven't seen this one yet, but it's okay. I don't mind spoilers. All right, all right, all right. Good, good, good. I, I don't want to ruin it. Oh, anyway, wait. So you've got Halloween 2018. It fucking just took out, it retconned every film after the original Halloween, which was a blessing by itself. And then when the movie starts off, you've got Laurie Strode living in the middle of the woods, not being away from everything. She's lost her daughter. They never mentioned what happened to her husband. So you just assume he kind of died, and she lives all by herself. But she also lives with paranoia. So throughout the film, they, they uh, tell you that she tried training her daughter by giving her gun lessons, shooting lessons, uh, tactical fighting lessons on how to protect herself just in case Michael Myers ever came back out and tried to kill her. And obviously, that's like a little kudos to like the, to the ending of the film. So you get to the end of the film, Michael Myers literally goes on a, a fucking 20-person slaughter rampage for some odd reason. Not the point. But it gets to a point where it's Lori Strode, Lori's daughter, and Lori's granddaughter all in Lori's house. Now, what they do is they take a very iconic scene from the original Halloween movie where I don't remember if it's Loomis or Lori pushing him out the window. And when they look out the window, he's just gone. But this time in this film, they reverse it to where Michael pushes Lori out and she disappears when he looks out the window, giving a nice little reference to that. And as she's in the house, each room she checks, she has a lockdown. So ever, after she checks the room, she locks it down, and a giant door would trap him in if he's still in there. And I think it's brilliant planning. Meanwhile, she also has a little safe room in the bottle in the bottom, which is 
a death trap because what they want you to think is is a, it's a little room. Uh, I forgot the room name, but it's like um, a room for safety. There was a, a movie named after it with Kristen Dunst or Sue, whichever. A panic room. That was it. They made a pan- she made a panic room so just in case you ever did come and find them. But they didn't tell you until the end was that it was always a trap. They wanted Michael to come back, and they trapped him and blew up the house after a nice long fight with Lori where she would just mow him down with bullets. And in this film, they try to show him as a human because they show this in the trailer where she's up against the door and he pulls his hands through the window and grabs her face. She takes the shotgun and shoots his fingers off, and he, like, goes back and does, like, a little crying, like, oh, and you know that it hurt him, which is kind of weird because you've seen in the original Halloween that after Loomis is shot a few times, he gets up and just walks it off like, motherfucker, that didn't hurt me. But they show a more human side to him, and you know that it's not his sister anymore because they completely retcon that idea, too, early in the film by saying, isn't that his uh, sister? No, 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 that was a myth. So you get this vibe that it's a man just trying to finish his job now, and she's been prepared for 40 years, and it's great. So after each room, they fight in a mannequin room that he disguises himself as. They have a nice little brawl fight, and it's pretty good cinematography, which is kind of shocking for a horror movie with fight scenes. And at the end, you, uh, the daughter, Lori's daughter, the girl who cries wolf, the woman in, in need, plays a trick on Michael to say, Mom, come help me. Meanwhile, she tricked him, shot him in the face, made him fall down into the panic room. And then this is when they reveal that the panic room is really a trap and blows up the house. And the final moment in the movie is Lori looking Michael straight in the face as he's burning away down in the bottom of the panic room, and then he's gone. The end. And, of course, it's going to make sequels because it made $180 million opening weekend. But who the fuck cares? So that's my, that's my number nine pick. Okay, so, Ryan, just so I'm clear, uh, your number nine pick is the end scene of that film? The end scene. Okay, of, of, of the stalking and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, first off, wow. Uh, Spoiler alert for anybody who didn't quite catch that. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Just a little sorry. bit. Uh, uh, I, I, I can go off on a rant. I believe in everything you just said. It's it's really cool. Uh, a couple things uh, with the whole retconning of just to get off topic a little bit. Um, in the first film, you can't actually hear Michael Myers breathing and grunting. Um, so they kind of did in the first film establish that it is just some random killer. Um, so yes, it's not, they're not related in this film and it's a direct sequel and it, it is really cool with the little homages, Ryan, like you were talking about to the previous films when Loomis, you know, kicked him off the balcony and uh, her stalking him and, and her great one-liner, uh, not one-liner, but it was, uh, you know, happy Halloween. Uh, she says to him as she comes out of the darkness. So it's like, yeah. it, 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 you think that it's, you know, it, for me, it, bringing John Carpenter back into the mix and uh, it just uh, been seeing a lot of shitty movies lately. Uh, this broke the monotony for me and it was really cool um, aesthetically and I really liked the way it was shot. It, it shot a lot like the original. So um, I'm hard pressed to say that that's not a fight scene, Ryan, so to speak, but it is a really cool scene and I wouldn't say that's a fight scene. They weren't duking it out okay, per se. It was, it was a 
it was a stalking so, kind of fight you, scene in a, in a so way. So you consider a fight scene just them duking out until like one of them dies. That's what you consider a fight scene. Or like an epic war battle, or a combination of a group fighting another group. Uh, this, I'm not. You know, we're gonna bring it to the panel, and we're all gonna talk about it. But, but for me. I hate to do this to you, pal, yeah. but I don't think it's a fight. I I don't think it's a fight scene, but I'm going to yeah. go to Tia since you ruined the movie for everybody. I'm going to go to Tia and see what <laughs> she thinks about this and see if she uh, – uh, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, pal. You all know that this is all in good. Yeah, well, um, yeah, so, we'll wait for that. Yeah, okay. Tia, how do you feel about uh, the number nine uh, ending scene in Halloween 2018? You haven't I mean, seen I it, do, but do you think it's... Yeah. I haven't seen it, so I can't, you know, attest to whether or not, you know, it constitutes as such with the with the list, you know? Um, so I can't really say that, per se. So I'm just going to keep tight-lipped on that. <laughs> okay, no, that's fair. That's that's very that's very fair. So that's, that's a no... You know, that's a... Uh, fair assessment. Kevin, have you seen the film? I have, yes. I don't like Okay, would you constitute that? I'm going to be the deciding vote. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately, you know, you you know, what are your thoughts? Do you think that's a fight scene? Um, I do agree with what you said, uh, how it's a lot of a stalking scene, because, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Lori only really comes face to face with Michael and that, like, entire scene maybe uh, like, if it's, like, a 10-minute scene, she probably comes face-to-face with him for, like, maybe two minutes of it, two to three minutes of it. Mm. The rest of the time, she's just really hunting him down. But in those two to three minutes, like, yeah. it's pretty badass, the fighting. Like, not so much, like, fist fighting and, like, her shooting guns and him shooting guns back or whatever, but, like... Yeah. The like the violence there between the two is is one hundred percent there. That being said, when I think of like a fighting scene, I think of you know two like whether it be sword you know like lightsaber fighting, sword fighting, you know superheroes going at it with each other, war movie fighting, you know something like that. Not so much stalking. Um, for the entire for the majority of the scene, so I'm gonna have to lean on the side of probably not a fight scene. Um, Interesting. But it's a great scene. It's the best scene in the whole movie by far. Um, no, we're not taking away anything about the scene <laughs> that you picked, Ryan, and everything that you said was was spot on. But the best thing about this, Ryan, is you get to go again with your number nine pick. So you can choose another what? one and keep it on. I'll, oh, I'll let you have another swing at it. I love the fact that you brought it up, man. I really do. Because I love talking about that. I 100% would have never, like, when, he, when, when y'all told me the topic, I 100% never would have guessed that anybody would have brought out a horror movie scene. So that's. That was, it, it, like, the creativity there was on point. <laughs> Ryan, oh, yeah, bring it, up a it, scene from... 
Ryan, just bring up a scene from Venom, and Chris will let you have the Halloween for the number nine pick because he likes that film so much. No, I won't. No, no. Okay, (laughs) I I think y'all are going to agree with me on this one. The the very beginning of the first Blade movie in the 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 zombie oh the vampire club. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the vampire club scene. Yes. Yeah, 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 Ryan, I'm, that's great. Go talk about I'm, that one. I'm not gonna go. I don't. I'm not gonna go deep into it because it's tiring. But it's a great scene. You get it's like the very first few minutes. You get Blade coming up. He's like, "Yo, what's up, motherfuckers?" And they all know who he is, and they all look scared. And he just mows them down one by one. It's an absolute slaughter. This motherfucker's going in like, and you see them blowing up. You see, dude, this guy's doing like unimaginable shit. He's doing, like, jujitsu, black mamba. He's doing everything. Like, I'm kind of jealous. I wish I was even that flexible during some of those moves. He's flipping. He, he's even confusing me. I'm like, dude, just kick my ass. I ain't even going to move because I, I can't even see you. And he's just going off like, bam, 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 bam. And I'm just like, holy shit. I got kind of a headache watching it with the strobe lights and his movement. I'm just like, god damn, bro, chill the fuck out. You're going to kill me, and I'm just watching you do this. But, yeah, that's why it's a great fight scene. And it was really gory. And awesome. It was amazing. Uh, yeah, I it, I think it was it wasn't on my list, but it 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 almost made my list. Um, I remember going to see that in the theater. It's a great introduction to what Blade can, is capable of doing, but also the cinematography, the way it's shot. Uh, you got to appreciate the fact that um, you know Wesley Snipes does his own stunts, and for the most part, that was yeah. him. So it's really cool and. It, it, it kind of sucks because you, uh, for me personally, that style is so great. And then you know we get Nolan when they when he does his Batman in two thousand five, um, you know that kind of fight style would have worked the way that they shot that with multiple bad guys. But they chose to do quick cuts and and show less of the fighting and not really give you uh, detail in the into the actual choreography. It was just really you know quick movies and Batman was like one punching everybody, kind of like a comic, you know which is weird. Anyway, but yes, Blade is a great fight scene. I think it, it should definitely be on the list. Tia, how do you, how do you feel right, about the Blade vampire fight scene? Um, well, I think we established this last time we did a podcast that I actually have never seen the Blade movies. So, you know, um, but listen, I, I'm just going to say that, yes, it deserves to be on this list and I'm going to, Bring it over to Kevin since he's our guest this week. Ah, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I w- this this one there's no controversy whatsoever. Like this isn't this one definitely deserves to. It's it's a fight for badass, and yeah, it 100% deserves to be on the list. Like I haven't seen the full movie, but I've seen this scene. So, because you know earlier in the earlier today I was doing a little bit of research and looked up the top scenes and this one was like on every single list so i've seen it at least like three times today <laughs> yeah so this is definitely a, this is definitely a good that's episode. funny i did the, yeah i did the same thing kevin i looked at a ton of stuff and i enjoyed all of it i rewatched every you know um, all my favorites but then a few that kind of threw me off but yeah we'll we'll put it down uh blade vampire fight vampire club fight scene at number nine Awesome. Okay, Kevin, you're our guest, and you have the number eight slot. So what do you have for us at number eight? Okay, so um, I have a couple of ones on here 
but I don't I don't know if they're I think if I put them at number eight they'd be too low on the list. And I'm just gonna hope that maybe when it comes back to me that it'll still be up there. Or better yet that somebody else would say them. So I'm gonna pass on those on a couple of those right now. Um instead I'm going to go with the Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers, the Battle of Helm's Deep. Um this one was Interesting. like I, I, because I like the Lord of the Rings movies. I know there's some people out there that are like, eh, you know, they're whatever. But I do like them. And out of, like, the whole series, the original three, because I don't associate, like, The Hobbit as part of the series. But out of the original, like, three, this this fight scene was, like, super, super badass. When, like, it starts to rain. And they're all sitting there waiting at Helm's Deep, and then you like hear the orc's horn coming, and you like see them, and you see them walking up, and they're saying you're like hold the bows, and somebody fires a bow, and and it hits the orc, and it and you know then they just charge, and and you have um, Gimli and Legolas coming behind, and on that on the bridge just laying waste to like all of those orcs, and then you know you it, you get that feeling of like all hopes lost, and then Gandalf comes down. Uh, with his army behind him, and it's just like boom, like game set. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it it this one was like maybe number eight's too low for this, just because of how like intense it is. But I didn't want it to like not be on the list. So this, I, I think this one's this one's probably one of my top top my personal top fight scenes. That's a very um. That's an interesting pick, and I remember um, I'm a fan uh, of the of the original trilogy myself, and the tension and the build up to that scene, and it's one of the it's looking back on it, I didn't look on it, I didn't think about it for this, to be honest with you, but looking back on it, it's very it's it's cinematic as all shit, and it's really intense in certain points, and then it's you know it it plays with your emotions, and uh, you're right, the aesthetic of it raining. And everything that's built up to it, I agree. It's a really impactful piece of cinema, um, to be honest with you. At a really cool time where the Lord of the Rings, you know, just fucking dominated for a while there. It was just, it was all about right. that. It's all you heard. Um, so I'm going to have to say, yeah, why why not? I think that's a, just for the, the production side of it and the filmmaker side of me, just absolutely, um, I love the cinematography in those films. So, yeah, is it is it Helm's Deep? I'm not sure yeah, how to. Yeah, Helms. H-E-L-M-S. Okay, Helms Deep. Okay, great. At yeah. number eight, Tia, have you seen? First off, Tia, have you seen the Lord of the Rings trilogy? You guys are really gonna kill me this week. I oh, have not. <laughs> I'm gonna send these to you. I have all three on DVD. I'm gonna send them to you. Well, like, let me tell you. Okay, so maybe it was like my age. I forget when the first one came out. I'm 28 right now. So, um, I remember when it came out, and I I don't know where the hell I was. So this is my parents. We're in a hotel, so we must have been like on vacation, and they put on the Lord of the Rings, and I remember like falling asleep during it because I was like, oh, my God, this shit sucks, <laughs> which is, like, probably oh. the worst thing you ever want to say to a bunch of nerds ever. No, um, no, no, I feel you. <laughs> that, that first movie's forever. 
<laughs> and I was just like, wow, I really, so pretty much my, like, perception of Lord of the Rings was that, and then not to get off topic, but if you guys ever saw Clerks 2 when Randall does his impersonation on the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and that was, like, exactly how I felt about it. Lord of the Rings the ball. Oh, Jesus. Okay, let's not get off too, like, you know, I'm, okay, I love the Lord of the Rings movies, and you need to check them out, by the way, but I'm not a complete fan of every single part of them. They are corny oh. in spots. It's all <laughs> shit. And I have I have a little bit of a problem with the fan base. Um, <laughs> they're just a little odd, but it's all right. To each their own. But, um, yeah, um, that's interesting that you haven't no, seen I'll... it, Pia. I, I'm, I'm very curious to see what you pick <laughs> in the next time you get, get up here. Um but Ryan, have you seen the Lord of the Rings trilogy? Or at least was this in the Okay, great, thank you. Um <laughs> how do you feel about it? You have no excuse for not seeing it. No excuse. I'm eighteen and I've seen every single movie. I've never let no excuse, no excuse for all. Anyway, bro, these Red Bulls are really killing me right now. Boy, holy crap. <laughs> That's the Red Bull coffee. <laughs> They're killing you, but our ratings are probably skyrocketing. So keep it up. (laughs) Hey, hey. (coughs) Sorry, coughing on my hospital. My my first system. Anyway, Lord of the Rings is a fantastic film. The Hobbit, on the other hand, it's whatever, okay? But the, oh my God. I don't even know where to begin with Lord of the Rings. (laughs) He's actually introduced me to sci fi. And those, like, fight, the fight scenes in every single movie will just large scale and they were amazing so that they were visually pleasing the story was great and it was believable because the actors were fantastic and the great thing is i don't even know where all, all the any of those actors are anymore they're not relevant they never were and they never will be that's the great part so wait, that isn't so great but that's the great part anyway it's great i'm gonna go off on a tangent that, it's just great <laughs> Okay, thank you, Ryan. And if Red Bull isn't sponsoring us, if you're listening, we're we're very interested in your beverage here at Geek Vibes. Um, I'm just, get I'm just happy that Ryan didn't get payback for uh for the Halloween scene. I'm just happy he didn't try to get payback for it. <laughs> no, he said, oh, well, he's not vindictive. Red Bull doesn't make you mean. This gives you wings, man. Look, that was a free promo. That's all you get, Red Bull. Anyway, I like it. I think I agree with everyone's points. It's, it's cinematic. And Tia, you know, Ryan said you have no excuse for not seeing it. And I I kind of agree. It, if you tell me you've never seen The Dark Knight, I think I might have to kick you off the crew. So, of course I've seen The Dark Knight. Okay. Okay, <laughs> we talked about that at length. I know, I know. I picked a movie that I knew you saw just so I never have to kick you off the show. Thank God. (laughs) Um, But okay, if you're just joining us, guys, what's up? We have a full crew tonight, and we're talking about the top ten movie fight scenes. Uh, We're trying to. Ryan doesn't know what a fight scene is apparently. (laughs) With his Halloween eighteen pick, it was one time. I know it's okay, Ryan. It's okay. It's okay. We'll give you a second chance. Anyway, so at number ten so far, we have uh, Logan, uh, the X twenty three fight scene and car chase. At number nine, we have Blade, the, Va- the Vampire Club fight scene. At number eight, we just got finished talking about was the Lord of the Rings Helm's Deep fight scene, which was just in a you know 
cinematic glory. It was just a fight scene. It was epic. That was the word I was kind of looking for. That was a great pick. And I guess it's me at number seven. And I don't really care where it falls on anybody's list. But I'm picking the Man of Steel, Superman, General Zod fight scene. Mm. I I love it. And it's controversial as shit. But um, I guess I understand the fight. And... I just uh, for some reason it's just it's it's up there for me as um visually stunning. Um I felt the weight that was behind the characters and uh the length that you know the the grittiness of it, also the tone shift of seeing Superman in, in a position where, you know, he's fighting an equal. You can say what you want about that being a bad comic book movie trope where it's like the the, the superhero fights they're like the, the opposite of him you know, in every way, but in, in certain regards, you know, General Zod and that character was great for me. Um, the way they shot it, and if you look at the production of it and the behind-the-scenes stuff that went into shooting that, you can just tell Zach put a real interesting uh, taste uh, and style um, visually to it. Um, and then you have the epic finale of, you know, Zod getting his neck snapped and Superman's just archaic, barbaric, and emotional scream at the end to just solidify that 15 minutes of just sheer mayhem and jaw-dropping shit happening. So uh, I know there's a lot of feedback and a lot of people don't like Man of Steel, but I love it, and I think it deserves to be on this list. So that's my argument for the Superman General Zod fight in Man of Steel. Ryan... What do you? Oh, how do you feel about that fight scene? Yeah, I went straight to you for a reason. Yeah. All right, all right. So I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I, I really like Man of Steel. It's a really movie, but I'm gonna be that guy real quick, and I'm gonna be like, let's get real. We all wanted to see Superman be thrown through multiple buildings at the same time. Let's get real. I think that was every kid's dream, seeing Superman flying, like seeing him getting thrown through multiple buildings at once. But I don't want to be that guy that mentions how many people did he kill when he was going through those buildings, let alone trying to save them. I really don't want to be that guy, but it was a great fight scene other than that. Hey, you can either take out Zod or you can save everybody. What what the hell are you going to do? You can't stop Zod and save everybody at the same time. And you don't know how to fight because you're not trained. He was so out of his element doing – he was only doing what he thought he could do at the time. You have to kind of put yourself in his shoes. And Zach doesn't really do a good job of really explaining that. I'll give him credit because he expects the audience to be smart. He does a lot of showing without telling. But I get that that okay. point doesn't really – if you were really in that situation, have you ever been in a situation trying to stop something big from happening and then worrying about other yes, people at the I same have. time? You just can't. You can't, you can't really do it. It's hard, you know, right. even for Superman, especially when Superman isn't Superman yet. He's just realized he's got Kryptonian powers maybe a, a day before that. Not not that he exactly. knew he had he powers, but... He shouldn't have won that fight. The, he should where, not have won that fight. Where, yeah, he wasn't trained to use them in, an, in a militaristic style. And then you got Zod, who's hell-bent. He, he's crazy. And you can either stop him or try to pull back and save everyone. I don't know. He chose to stop him right then and there to eliminate as much damage as possible... And I get the argument, but I really do think if you put yourself in that Superman's shoes, um, it's a it's a it's a tough it's a lot more tough of a decision than than um, most people would would see. But anyway, Ryan, go ahead, man. 
Fair enough. That's, that's a valid argument. But you would think, this is just common sense in general, no matter what the, the, the scene is. You would think that he would try to get him away from civilization and maybe fight him towards one of those big planet eater things and maybe get him to go through one of those. Common sense, just trying to get him away from the city and from civilization. But I know, I know common sense doesn't exist for Zack Snyder, so I'm just going to let that fly. But other than all that, I think it's actually a pretty great fight scene. <laughs> Dude, I, my, one of my favorite scenes from that scene is when the, the whole city is destroyed and they're just staring each other down in the eye as they're both floating in just rubble. And you can see for miles that the whole city is just completely destroyed and they're trying to fight, they're just trying to talk to like, get out, stop, the, stop destiny, stop trying to stop destiny. Try and save Krypton, and he's like, "No, this is my home." And then they start fighting, and then they eventually destroy the city even more. And I'm like, like, even though he did kill a lot of people, it was fun watching a city get destroyed at the same time. So other than all the people dying, it was a great uh, fight scene. I I agree with you, Chris. I agree with you. Great fight scene. Yeah. It, it... I just think that it's it's multi-layered, and I do think that they end. I think he does try to take Zod into space at one point and try to get him out of there, but they fall back into the atmosphere. That's that scene where you can see the Wayne Enterprises uh, satellite that they wreck and they come down in. That actually starts BVS. Uh, well, Batman's point of view from BVS. Um, but Tia, oh, how do you feel about the man, <laughs> the Man of Steel Zod Superman fight scene at number seven? Um, I actually really liked Man of Steel as someone who kind of is like a big critic of what they're doing right now with the DC films. I like Man of Steel. And I remember when I first saw that scene, of course, I had the same kind of shocked reaction that everyone else did. Oh, my God, Superman just snapped someone's neck. Um, But I thought it was a really good reimagining of the character in modern day. Um, I think I... You know, I really like Henry Cavill as Superman. Um, I thought it was a great fight scene, honestly. I liked the whole, just the intensity of it. I mean, what must have been going through uh, Superman's head as he was having to do that? Um, And as you said, like that primal scream afterwards, I thought it was really good. So I think it definitely um, deserves to be on this list just as a, I don't know, just as a great fight scene between, you know, a well-known villain of Superman's and something that really kind of just established who this Superman was in this DC extended universe. So definitely, I think it was a great choice. Yay, Tia saw a movie that's on the list. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, I, I just teased, but yeah, um... Yeah, great great points, and um, I'm glad that you like Man of Steel too. Uh, that not Man of Steel too, but you also you like Man of Steel. Uh, Kevin, how do you feel about uh, number our number seven pick, Man of Steel, General Zod, Superman fight scene? Okay, so before I say what I feel about Man of Steel, um, Kanan's not listening to this, right? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. Who knows? <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, well, you know, we don't, don't worry like about ruin, hurting people's feelings. I, I don't want to ruin his birthday week and whatever, but, like, of all the DC movies that came out, Man of Steel is, like, my least favorite. Um, 
Wait, are you like worse than Batman versus Superman? Worse than Superman? Superman, worse than Suicide. I actually like Suicide Squad a lot. I like Suicide Squad. Why are you even on? Kevin and I have spoken about this before. We like that film. Yes, we love. Wait, you like it too, Tia? Oh my God. I love Suicide Squad. I think it's one of the better ones in DC. Yeah. Like we could talk oh about this God. all like all fucking uh, like show. Really? Oh, no, uh, I don't even want to. We're, we're, we're the only two people. Oh my God. Who actually like Suicide Squad. Um, that's perfectly yeah, fine. That's the only two. <laughs> that's, I'm okay with that. But I mean, Man of Steel, wow. like how Tia felt about Lord of the Rings and how it's just like forever and fall asleep and just like ugh. That's how I felt about Man of Steel. I was like, when when I left the theater, I was like, what? <laughs> but I will say, <laughs> I will say that the fight scene, like this, this, like this little, this fight scene here, with like the amount of action that it had, and you know, like you guys said, with Superman like letting out that scream, um, being his neck and all that stuff. I mean, that was one of, like, for me, one of the few bright points of this movie. Now, I will say, I completely understand how a lot of people like this movie. Like, I know that I'm in the minority and not liking this movie. But, At least you, realize you know, I mean, I know it. Like, I know I'm the only one or one of the few. But, you know, I, I, I just, the fight seems good. Is it one of like the best comic book fight scenes? No. Uh, in my name one better. Uh, name one better. Um, Captain America versus Iron Man. <laughs> We're definitely going to name oh, better, man. but you know. Okay, <laughs> that one Spoiler. has so much weight behind it. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Never mind, Kevin. You're right. You could probably name like six that are probably better, but I can, I, <laughs> Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't know. Yeah, there you um, go. You win. <laughs> but I mean, I mean this. I will say, you know, out of out of the DC movies, and granted, they've you know we're not going to get into how the, the tan the what they're going down, but like out of what they've had, this one is one of the better fight scenes that they've had the movie. So I completely agree with it being on the list. I just not a big fan of the movie itself. So uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I can, no, I can totally respect your point of views. Um, I don't necessarily agree with them all, but I, I am just the thing that bothers me the most is that <laughs> you think that it's one of the worst in in the cinematic universe. That's just that I've never heard anybody say that out loud. Like it just yeah. struck me as completely. I I am curious, and I don't know if we have enough time. I'm curious to understand why you would pick something like um suicide squad that is totally off the mark it's it's the first 30 minutes is just a glorified music video of whatever cool like whatever they're doing is <laughs> no chris oh, chris this, yeah, no, no, in, no, oh, no 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 helicopter spirit in the sky no, they're meeting no, crazy, I, crazy weird it i was love just, that it was just, i love that we have an amazing soundtrack in that movie all right we all praise up and down the thor, the thor the thor you know ragnarok and guardians of the galaxy for their amazing uh soundtrack but then oh god a dc movie has a great soundtrack and we all have to tear it to shreds 
I because thought it was an amazing movie. To sh- this one wasn't. That's why we can uh, we can agree all- to disagree, but I well, liked the Suicide Squad for what it was. All right. Whoa, whoa, whoa! And I need to. We- I'm sorry. I need, to recant a, I need to recant a statement real quick because I, nowhere do I think it's like an amazing movie. I think it's a good movie. I think it's one of the better DC movies. But like, if you gave me the option of watching Thor: The Dark World and Suicide Squad, I'm gonna watch Thor: The Dark World. Like, it oh really? The, oh, are you serious? Oh, okay, that's going a little. Thor I'd rather, I'd no. rather watch Thor. <laughs> I'd rather watch I Suicide Squad. I hated Thor: Dark World. I mean, I it, Thor: The Dark, Dark, Dark World is like my least favorite MCU movie, but I'm a I'm a MCU little fanboy fan, whatever you want to call yeah, it. So bro, it doesn't. It does. <laughs> it, I mean, I I pick a Marvel movie over any any movie basically. And there's only I about the like World... two good movies in the DC extended universe. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all agree that Wonder Woman is probably, if you want the to talk about one. the fabric of it a can, film, pro- it, okay, it, you got good, good story, uh, probably. You, good story, a good soundtrack, good cast, good acting, all that stuff, the fundamentals that make a, a good movie good, a good beginning, middle, and end. You know, I mean, Wonder Woman still could have great been, tone. it still yeah, could have been improved it, on, but as far as the DC Extended Universe, definitely the best one, and the one that... I enjoyed the best out of all of them. Yeah, yeah I, I would think it was the most that. put together film from a production standpoint. I think it had the least studio interference. You could tell it had the, the tones weren't off to to a point. You'll say what you want about the fight scene kind of coming like you know about the graphics or whatever, but I think it's the most put together from a production side, so to speak. But okay. Um, we're getting off. I think we're on number six. I think that's our pick. If um, you guys are just joining us, we're going over the top ten uh, movie fight scenes, our list for top ten movie fight scenes. At number ten, we have Logan in the X-23 fight scene and car chase. Uh, number nine, we have uh, it's from Blade, the Vampire Club fight scene. Uh, number eight is Lord of the Rings, Helm's Deep. Uh, number seven, which just sparked a lot of controversy, uh, Man of Steel, Zod, Superman fight scene at number seven. And number six, I think we're going right back around to Tia. I think, Tia, you're at number six. Um, so speaking about the MCU, my pick is going to be the fight in uh, Captain America Civil War between Cap, Iron Man, and Bucky at the very end. Um, I am going to pick that fight. Uh, specifically the three of them going at it together, just because, first of all, if we can think about what led up to that fight, because at that point there was, like, a small truce. Like, you know, they had just fought at the airport. All that other shit had happened. And then, you know, there was a bit of a a truce going on because Tony is like, oh, you know what? I don't want to fight against my friends. Maybe they're right. Maybe I should hear them out. The government interference is too much. This guy's even a jerk to me, like the government guy. I forget his name at this moment. But, you know, and then all of a sudden, yeah, and like all of a sudden, you know, obviously Tony finds out that Bucky killed his fucking parents. And that's just it, you know. As soon as he asks Steve, like, did you know? And he's like, well, Tony's like, but did you know? And it's like, oh, my God. So 
three of them are freaking going at it. And it's just intense because it's like back and forth. At one point, you know, what is it? Cap like bounces his shield over to Bucky and then he punches Iron Man and Iron Man like is able to vaporize whatever Bucky's arm at some point. I mean, it's so intense. And what's so intense for me in that scene is, again, as we've established before, I don't read comic books and everyone can gasp all they want. I don't read the comic books. I just watch the movies and do research and all that crap. But um, I knew that in the comics, you know, Cap dies. And that was the big thing. Like, oh, my God, who's going to die? Is it going to be Cap? Are they going to turn around? It's going to be Tony? So that whole time I'm watching this scene, I go, this is it. I'm like, this is it. Someone's going to die. This is how we're going to, like, come to it. And it just, like, that whole holding your breath, the entire fight scene wondering what's going to be the outcome of this and it was just fucking heartbreaking first of all you get the call back to steve saying his famous line i can do this all day and that was just amazing and then finally at the end when steve was just going at um tony with the shield to try and you know power down the suit so that the fight could finally be over because you know tony can't go hand to hand with cap without his suit and so finally, as that's going, and he walks away, and he's like, you don't deserve that shield, blah, blah, blah. And Steve drops it and just walks away off. That whole entire scene was the best fight scene of the whole entire movie, of a movie that had um, numerous amazing fight scenes. That was just so intense. Um, so that's going to be my pick, is the three-way fight in Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. That's a great pick, Tia. Um, there's uh, so much emotion behind that fight and leading up to it. And you're right. There was that epic, you know, airport fight scene where, you know, introduced Spider-Man and you had a lot of great moments and, and a lot of really uh, just intensity throughout that whole movie leading up to this certain event. And you're right. If, if you haven't read the comics and uh, in Civil War, the Civil War event, uh, Cap dies. Um, but there's also a lot of cool things that happen in that Civil War comic book that don't make it into that movie. But if you haven't checked it out, check it out. Um, and you're right, you're on the edge of your seat. You're, you're wondering what's going to happen. And, uh, yeah, I think it definitely, just because the emotional weight behind it, um, the, the the great choreography and just uh, the weight of it, I think it definitely uh, deserves to be on this list. Kevin, how do you feel about um, our number six pick, uh, Captain in America Civil War, uh, Iron Man, Bucky, Captain America fight scene? Oh, my gosh. Um, Out of the entire MCU, this is probably my favorite scene out of the whole universe. Like, this scene, because I'm 100% like the biggest, Team Iron Man guy on the planet, I believe. And I will go to the grave saying, like, I'm willing to die on the hill that says Tony would have 100% beat Captain America if it was one-on-one. Like, there's no way that Tony, that he loses that fight without Bucky getting involved. Um, and so, you know, seeing this whole fight how it ends up being two-on-one, you know, just proves that, you know, Iron Man is truly, like, the strongest, the best Avenger, everything that I've known that I've believed for a while now. Um, But the fight scene itself is 
absolutely, like, gut-wrenching. And like Tia said, you know, what leads up to it, where you can, like, see the flick in his eyes, in Tony's eyes, when, you know, he sees that footage and asks Steve if he knew. And you could just, like, see it. Like, Robert Downey Jr. just absolutely killed this scene. Um, and, you like, you could see it all over his face, just, like, the heartbreak of, like, man, like, you knew that this dude killed my parents and you didn't tell me, like, wow, what kind of friend are you? And, you know, to see them go one-on-one like that, and, like, the whole scene is just, oh, oh, it's so (laughs) great. Like, it's literally so, like, y'all ask, oh, name a better one-on-one comic book fight scene than Superman and General Zod, like, this this is the best one-on-one comic book fight scene, I think, of all time. Like, oh, my gosh. I can't say enough good stuff about this scene. I love it so much. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I agree with you about the levity of it. And you're right. That look that, that uh, Tony Stark gives Captain America, you know, when, he, when he puts, he's putting the pieces together, it's just so gut-wrenching. And, you know, I, everyone talks about, oh, poor Tony. I, I mean, how do you feel about being Captain America, caught in between two, two friends, knowing something bad and knowing that one friend didn't do it because that was him, it was, it was out of control, and the other person's not going to understand that and they're not going to want to hear that because the, what he did was so tragic and so hurtful and, and dramatic to Tony and altered his life. Uh, that, you know, you, he, he's not going to want the excuse. He's going to see red, and you're in the middle of it, and you hope that it never comes to a head. But the truth always has a funny way of coming out, and you're right. In in a movie that's full of uh, tension that can cut a knife, of irritation and dissension and disagreements, uh, it really does, you know, tell a lot. It's impactful. Civil War is one of the, one of the best films in the MCU. I agree. I don't agree that it's number one fight scene in comic book movies or superhero films. Um, I would put a couple before that, but that's that's just my opinion. But um, uh, yeah, so I think it's um, uh, Ryan. How do you feel about it? Oh, oh shit. Uh, well, I'm not even gonna lie. When I watch that scene, I I, didn't, I never read the comics, but I I do read a lot about like future Marvel films. So I kind of knew neither none of them were going to die. I just knew one of them was just going to get their asses handed to them. And one of them did. Actually, all three of them got their asses handed to them in their own equal rights. But it's honestly one of the, not the greatest, but one of the best, personally, fight scenes in the MCU or any superhero movie. Simply for the fact that you have all this buildup throughout the years of a Tony Stark and Captain America building their friendship to the point where they're almost like brothers. And then you realize your brother knew who killed your parents like 30 years ago, and he never told you because he cared about someone else that actually did it. And it just comes to a clash with the emotions. And if they didn't have that tension and the emotion, and they didn't have that characterization throughout the other films, I feel like this wouldn't have worked as well as it did. And I think that's where, not to get off topic, but that's where the... DC films kind of disconnect. They've been trying to like jump 
straight to the emotion without building the structure to the emotion. And that's where they fail, but that's where Marvel kind of succeeds in their own right. And when they've had their solo films back in the beginning, they gave you a little tad bit of this, but they didn't want you to, they didn't throw to your face like, here, cry. Here, this is going to happen. We want you to feel terrible. They've always been very subtle with the way they want you to feel up until the moments of where it's been a few years and you know shit's going to happen, so they have more of an emotional impact on it. And I think that's what drives the fight better. And going, I think, Chris, you said this, if it was one-on-one, Tony Stark definitely would have won. But since Bucky was there, he held his own pretty fucking well, I'd say. So. Yeah, and Bucky, you in the end, And in the end, you can see that being a hero and being Captain America is not who Steve really wants to be. He really just wanted to help the little guy out, which references the very first Avenger, the first Captain America film. And he was small, and he's like, oh, well, I want to help the little one. And in this case, Bucky's the little one simply because he's been brainwashed by Hydra and all this shit. And this is one of the better fight scenes simply because of the emotional impact and the fight choreography, of course. So I totally agree. I think it's really interesting, like, that Ryan brought up the um, the emotional impact, like, as compared to DC, because I was literally just thinking the same thing as you were talking. I was like, you know, as you said, we had all these years of Tony and Cap getting to know each other, and I like that you said essentially that they had become brothers when, um, you know, and not to keep making it a comparison battle, but when we had Batman versus Superman, it's like they, you know, went up against each other and it's like, you know, they were asking the audience to care and it's like, well, why the hell should we care? They just met each other. There's no, like, actual significance here. Yeah, I I agree with you, Tia. It was, I agree with both of you guys. I felt like Batman versus Superman going off of that point was like DC's version of Civil War, except without, like, the past six years of build-up going into it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we can all kind of agree that, that the Batman element into that movie or whatever the hell it was supposed to be, man, because how I originally perceived it when, it when it all came down, because I was like one of the, you know, I was like on it when it first came out, when they, when they announced, I was expecting Man of Steel 2, and then it came out, now it's going to be Batman versus Superman. And I, you know, lost my freaking mind because those are my two favorite superheroes, right? And I'm thinking to myself, um, I love Frank Miller. They talked about it, you know, Zach likes Frank Miller and it's going to be inspired by it. I know Zach's not going to do it verbatim, but I'm thinking to myself, this is really cool, right? And then you start to get a, get a sense that Warner Brothers forced Zach to use the character of Batman and Superman in, in one film without the buildup. So basically what I'm getting to is like agreeing with you guys about them not establishing a, the tension between the two could have worked in the film, but not the way that, not the story that they were telling. And it definitely didn't have any weight because we didn't really, I don't know. We didn't really care enough about Henry Cavill, but they could have done so much about killing Superman if they would have given us some time with this Superman. Um, Cause at, even in the point of, of Batman versus Superman, the world was still kind of 50% scared shitless of this guy, right? Like we all would probably be. Um, and the other people would, would probably like become like obsessed with him and, and, you know, or whatnot. So I think um, the world mourning his death was kind of 
awkward in, in Justice League, but you're right. There's no buildup, and I agree. Uh, the the theme I think we have with our fight scenes is like the emotional buildup. I think that's what makes a you know just two generic people karate chopping the shit out of each other is just not is yeah. emotionally is not it doesn't have the emotional weight behind it, it, it as the the picks that we take on the film where it makes a really good fight scene. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it, so like I was just you know really coming across a, a little bit of a theme with these ones, but uh, I think we lost uh, we lost somebody. Oops, my apologies. I'm still here. Uh, I'm still here. Tia. I think we lost Tia. Tia will be right back. But um, guys, if you're just joining us, we're going over our top ten movie fight scenes. And we're at pick number five, but I'll uh, recap real quick. At number 10, we have, uh, it's from Logan. We have the X-23 fight scene and car chase. And Tia, Tia is back with us. At number nine, we have Blade Runner, the vampire fight club scene. At number eight, we have Lord of the Rings, Helm's Deep scene. At number seven, we have Man of Steel. Seven, um, sorry, at number seven, we have Man of Steel, the Zod Superman fight scene. Number six is Captain America Civil War, Captain America, Iron Man, and Bucky fight scene. And number five is Ryan. Ryan, what do you got for us at number five? All right, so quick little thing. You guys are going to come to learn that I have a very weird obsession with Avengers Infinity War real quick. So now that I said that, I'm going to say the, the battle on Titan. I absolutely fucking adore that fight. Man, I I don't know what it is about that fight. I think, honestly, the, the fight is amazing. I would say amazing, but it's pretty great, simply because they've got some of the funniest slash sarcastic members of the MCU all together, because you've got Tony Stark, who's this real sarcastic asshole. Then you've got Doctor Strange, who is a sarcastic asshole to the sarcastic asshole, so they feed off each other. And then you've got the idiots from Guardians of the Galaxy like Jack, Mantis, and Peter Quill. They don't get it because they're not from Earth. So they're like, we're not so dumb. And then they go off on their tangent. And then you've got Spider-Man, this 16-year-old kid on an alien planet, just being like, hey, buddy, what's going on, man? Yeah, I'm coming along now all of a sudden. And he has no idea what he's getting into. And none of them know who they're who Thanos is. They've only heard the name, but they don't know who or what he looks like. And when they finally come to realize, oh, shit, this guy's got four Infinity Stones, they hold their own. I honestly believe if they, if they, didn't, if they didn't lose, if um, Peter didn't punch Thanos because he's a little crybaby, they could have won that fight. They didn't need the Battle of Wakanda, which I find kind of odd that they still can fight, hold their own in that scene. But yet, Tony Stark was the only one to really make him bleed other than Thor, which I found kind of odd, but kind of satisfying that they're making one of the we- weakest people without armor, like the person that can actually do one of the most damage to Thanos, because you got a wizard, you got a kid that shoots webs out of his hands and probably out of his asshole. You got someone who can tranquilize them by putting their hands on their on his head. You got a cocky Missouri teen that um has some weird love issues with a green chick, and you know it's just a great fight scene. I love the choreography. I love the cinematography. I love the way they all like eat off each other, like how they interact with each other. It's hilarious, 
And I don't know, there's just something about Thanos throwing a planet on top of a planet just being amazing. On top of that, you do the, I'm trying to think of the name, um, the Doctor Strange Tranquility uh, part where he makes multiple of himself in the, around Thanos, but Thanos gets wrapped up in like thousands of ropes and then he pulls them all together showing how strong he is and then they have the little magical fight where he turns his little beam of glass into butterflies he shoots the other dimension at him he breaks it with a, it's just an awesome fight and i think the color pattern really helped that along with the, the smartness of the character dialogue and it's just a great scene to be honest and i love re-watching the scene just because it's so fun and entertaining you got so many different things going on you're never bored and it's awesome. And Peter Quill's a bitch. But that's besides the point. That's besides the point. Man. Hey, now, I'm Ryan, so... real quick. Before I, oh. before I tear into you, just a tiny oh, bit. No. Peter oh, Quill no. is just not a, a bitch. I, I hope that oh. Chris says shit that I am just, like, begging <laughs> to say right now. <laughs> Peter Quill is you know. a bitch. Yeah, well, I agree with you. No. Kevin, uh, you shush, you'll have you'll have your time. This is this is the rebuttal <laughs> of the host moment. I'll come to you. You will have time to crucify me. I don't care. It's cool. You're coming. I don't have Give much of a problem, Ryan, my man, Chris. with what you said. I, I agree. It's fun. It's cool. It's exciting. Like, yeah, but Peter fun. Quill but Peter Quill, man, is not a bitch. He just found out like in the in, in the heat of the yeah. moment if you if you if you find out you're emotionally compromised, it's it's a hard press to kind of say what you're, you know, it's it's hard to feel what you're going to oh, really yeah, do. And I think that moment. One more second, though. He had to wait one more second. I don't care that he punched him. But, I just care when he did it. He could have waited a few more seconds. We all had an emotional breakdown. Eh, right. Whatever. But, He'll get over it. I don't think that makes him a bitch. I just think that it, it just makes him really vulnerable. I don't, I, I, I get it. You're right. Because I'm right there with you, man. When I first watched it, I was like, you, you, you caused a snap because you stupid motherfucker couldn't get your emotions in check. But I tell you what, I recently become a father, and I never thought I could love something so much that can make me go emotional outside of my own character that has never happened to me in my life. And my little daughter is approaching one years old. And I tell you, that little yeah, girl yeah, plays with my emotions. No, it's the same. He obviously loves her a lot more than, than I, th- I, I I think he loves her a lot. And I thought that was, like, totally obvious that he was an edgy guy and she found a way to chip. No, he was an he. I think that's a really hard for him to love, and he does. And at that moment, when he finds out, especially when he was going to kill her and they turned to bubbles, I mean, for me, I just don't think he's, he's – I can understand why you could do something like that. It's just – I'm not arguing with the pick. I think it's a cool fight scene. Um, I'm looking at the thing, and we should have just said the top fight scenes in, in, in comic book films <laughs> with the way it's I, going. Hey, I that's didn't cool. want to do a comic. I didn't want to do a lot. I tried not doing a comic book film, but you guys didn't agree with me. So, you know, you know. Oh, no, I, I love Ryan, Ryan. I love the fact that you think outside the box, man. I really do. And w- it, it's really cool that you thought of that. Um, but I'm not knocking it. Number five, Avengers Infinity War fight on Titan is a really cool scene. I disagree with it <laughs> with Peter Quill and, 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 and 
by the way, he was throwing a moon at him, not another planet, but still intense. And you're right, they held their own. And it was interesting to see. I really loved the quips, you know, especially with Spider-Man when he's calling out his shots and shit. <laughs> and uh, it's 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 really you know sar- it's sarcastically well played on a lot of um, emotion as well. And that, and that's another trope that we have with our picks, Ryan. So I think it's really cool, Kevin. Okay, man, here you go. Okay, choose, choose your words wisely. Okay, Ryan. <laughs> I 100% agree with you that Peter Quill. All right, good, yeah. Chris um, Eden. Like, literally. <laughs> it's not a competition, Ryan. Like, literally. No, oh, my Halloween God. Down, it's a competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> oh. I made it up. I made it up to you. Um, but, like, <laughs> watching that in the theater, when he did, when, when he, when he punches Thanos and, like, wakes him up from, like, what Mantis is doing, I'm just like, Dude, what the hell are you doing? Like, why? I mean, like, it's such I, a great, such I'm, a great I mean, moment. Oh, it is a great moment. But then you're like, man, like, why? Like, <laughs> and then like, and then you're watching it, and like I've said earlier, I'm a huge Tony Stark like fanboy, and like, I, my man crush is Robert Downey Jr. And like, I'm watching this and. Tony gets stabbed because Peter Quill decided to punch Thanos, and I'm like, Peter Quill, like, this is your fault. Tony's about to die because of you. Like, because you can't handle your emotions, Tony's going to die because of you. And, I mean, it was oddly satisfying to see him disappear because I was like, honestly, like, this is all your fault, so you should be the one that does disappear for sure. Um, But... Yeah, this I was hoping somebody this when I said earlier like I have a couple of scene a couple of fight scenes that I was hoping I was saving for later on or like to be higher up on the list. This was the one. This was this one, I mean like you guys said like the emotion factor there was huge and and I know it's going to come back to Tony Stark again, but like this is somebody that you have seen like the entire MCU and like that one part where Thanos like takes his takes the piece of his armor and stabs him with it like you thought oh shit like this 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 is it this is the end of like the one character that's been through this whole thing from the very beginning like damn he's he's dying and i mean i've i've been to a few movies in the theater before a good amount and I've never, like, yelled in a movie before, but this one, like, when he stabbed him, I, like, legit screamed. I was like, no! And Heck my no, dude, you were one of those? Like, there's, like, 18 oh. of them in my theater. I was, yeah, I was one of them, too. I was screaming. I was like, oh, what the fuck? I screamed, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, it was bad, because I, I mean, like I said, he, like, He's my favorite superhero, and Robert Downey Jr. is my favorite actor. And, you know, the two of them combined went, went like, and I know, like, the theory is going around that, like, Tony's going to die in, in Avengers 4 and all that stuff. And, no, I'm I not prepared for that. I'm not prepared for that at all. Like, I'm going to go in there. I don't think he's dying. Kevin's going to be, like, therapy for months afterwards. 
No, like y'all well, are gonna Cap, see. Like, I think Cap is dying. That's for sure. You said oh, yeah, Cap dying. is dying. He should have died in Civil Cap, War. I, I don't want to hear that shit. Cap is dying. <laughs> yeah. Tony's gonna get married. Tony's gonna get married at the end. Guarantee it. I, and he's gonna oh, quit being die. Iron Man. He's gonna quit like, being Iron Man. If the Russo brothers are by chance listening to this, number one, I love you. Number two. Just give Tony, like, if you just have to go back and, like, do edits and reshoot, totally fine. Just give Tony that happy ending that we all Which just want. He's going to get it. Yeah, just not dying by chance, please. Yeah, and <laughs> by the way, if Russo Brothers, if you're listening, tweet us out. I mean, I have a couple more things I'd want to say to them besides that. But anyway, <laughs> I agree. I and drop the should, trailer. I think drop they the should trailer. pay it off. Right, they should, they should definitely um, – uh, pay it off. But um, personally, guys, to get kind of off, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day, and I told him how uninterested I am going to be in the MCU after this new Avengers movie because I'm, Hush up. I don't, I don't really know those characters that they're moving on with. You know, my knowledge ends with pretty much the '90s. Uh, versions up to like the 80s and 90s of those characters and so I don't really care about the Eternals and I don't really I don't really know what the new Avengers are going to look like I don't know if I care as much like Robert Downey Jr. nailed it you know like uh, all the characters are those things it just works so well I don't know me personally if I'm going to be as invested I think um, I might just like I don't know stop being invested as much. But I was just curious if any of you guys are feeling the same way. Like we kind of know this is coming to an end, um, this 10 plus years. Um, and they're going to, you know, the new Avengers are going to, are going to come up and it's going to be uh, a different look about it. And a lot of these characters are coming to the Disney streaming service to have their own series. So there's that to look forward to. But me personally, I'm thinking to myself, Oh man, it's been an amazing ride. But I don't know if I'm going to be as invested. Like, all the hype for Spider-Man Homecoming 2, like, eh, I don't care. (laughs) I'm fatigued as all get out. But um, you guys are, you know, obviously in a different point of view from it. But I was just curious what your guys' point of views are on the the coming to an end of an era, because they are starting Phase 4, if I'm doing my phases correctly. I mean... I can see where you're coming from. Um, really, as long as they keep Peter Parker and Tom as Tom Holland as Peter Parker, Chadwick Bosman as T'Challa, I'll be in. But once those two leave, I'm right there with you because I have no interest at all in the Eternals, like zero. And, I mean, the new Avengers, like, I don't like Bucky Barnes as it is, so... If he's going to be Captain right, America, he, I'm going to like Captain America even more. <laughs> or dislike Captain America even more. Yeah, I think there's. Um, it's going to be a hard sell. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Tia, how do you feel about the MCU kind of moving on to Phase 4? I think this one's going to be a bumpy transition. I mean, I think I'm going to keep an open mind because, listen, like, not to beat a dead horse, but I didn't read the comics growing up. My... Uh, exposure to superheroes as a child was Batman the anime series and uh, X-Men Evolution. So, like, I didn't know who the fuck Iron Man was. 
Thor, Captain <laughs> America. You know, the only person I knew was the Incredible Hulk. I didn't know who any of these people, I didn't know who the Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy were. So I saw all these and got invested in them by watching them on screen and then obviously became really obsessed and in love and all that shit. So to me, I'm like, you know what? I Let's let's see what happens. Like, I was stoked as hell about the Captain Marvel. I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I love Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. I'm loving the Black Panther franchise. So, you know, I have confidence in the MCU in the direction that they're going. Um, you know, I guess the only thing I would say is that I'm incredibly disappointed that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is on hold now because of the whole debacle with James Gunn. But besides that, I'm going to keep an open mind for the MCU, you know? Let's, let's see where it goes. <laughs> you know, and that's funny. I completely forgot about Captain Marvel, and I'm a huge Brie Larson fan. I am a little excited about um, seeing that film. So, you know, with that, you know, you brought it up, so you're right. There there might be a little bit of things to look forward to, but, you know, as far as these um, epic moments and these character developments, I, I, I don't know. It would be interesting to see what they have in store, like you said, definitely. Uh, Ryan, how do you feel about um, Phase 4 coming? I'm excited as fuck. Get out of here, Chris. With you, I'm not going to be interested anymore, bro. Spider-Man Homecoming 2 is going to be fantastic. You know what else is going to be fantastic except the Eternals? Everything else. They're just going to be fantastic. I don't know what the Eternals are, but I don't care. It's Marvel. It's going to be fantastic. It's not going to be fantastic if you don't care. Nobody knows what the who the Eternals are, <laughs> and I consider myself a pretty pretty damn good comic book nerd and I'm like I I know of the Eternals but I'm like eh I just don't care about that kind of shit I like my characters on fucking planet earth and the Guardians of the Galaxy I didn't like the comics I liked the movie and like Tia was saying she wasn't a a big fan of the comic books but um, Tia has looked up and researched some of the comic books doing, doing all this stuff but also she got into it because of these great movies and got invested in these characters and brought a whole new uh, generation or a whole new different you know uh, set of eyeballs on on MCU and and Marvel characters. So I mean, they did a lot of good things, and I I think that the Eternals won't have at least as, as right now. I don't think they'll have the weight, you know, because what are they they'll building up to, do, to? And we we knew it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. They'll have to do like good promotion for it. You know, they're gonna have to like really promote the shit out of it just to like you know get people. They get a good cast. Yeah. What are they going to do? Be introduced after? Okay. You guys defeated Thanos. Obviously, you need help. We're the Eternals. Look at our cool costume. I'm going to be like, what? This is getting a little out of hand. You know, I'm I'm just afraid that you know, it's going to get like, I don't know if you ever like spun something around really really fast and then you felt like you're going to let it go. Like you're doing really well. It's spinning really fast and then all of a sudden you just you tried to go a little too fast and you just kind of got away from you. I don't know if they're trying to. Um, I don't know, because when you when you saw Iron Man and you realized what Kevin Feige was going to do and the fact that a lot of studios shot him down and thought it was ridiculous, no one's going to go see these movies if you have to see the, the previous one to get the other one. And he said, no, if you do it right, blah, blah, blah. And Iron Man proved it. Uh, and when you knew he was building up to what he was building up to, it, it, it was just that more impactful. I think when you end that, you, they have to do a really good job of sewing all those remaining characters, like you said, T'Challa 
and Spider-Man and um, Captain Marvel's coming into the mix. I think she's going to be the new, like, Captain America-esque thing. And I, not, I don't think she's going to be the new Captain America, but I think she's going to fulfill that role of um, what, not necessarily what Cap de- does, but what he stood for. But it's just interesting to talk about. I didn't want to, like, go off on too big of a rant, guys. But if you're just joining us, we're talking about the top ten movie fight scenes. And apparently this turned into the top ten Marvel movie fight scenes. Real quick and in a hurry, <laughs> um, which is okay. We're always flexible. Top 10, we're real loose with that kind of stuff. But at number 10, we have from Logan, we have the X-23 uh, fight scene and car chase. At number 9, we have from Blade, the vampire club fight scene. At number 8, we have Lord of the Rings, Helm's Deep. At number 7, we have Man of Steel, Zod, Superman fight scene. At number six is Captain America Civil War, the Cap, Iron Man, Bucky fight scene. And number five is Avengers Civil War, Fight on Titan. That was Ryan's pick. At number four, we are going to Kevin, I believe. Okay. So I feel super left out not saying about the fight scene. So um, I'm trying to to... <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with the Avengers, the original Avengers, the Battle of New York. Mm. Um, mm. um, I, I, a lot of people, I mean, I think that this one doesn't get like a whole lot of credit when talking about MCU fight scenes, but like, this is the first time that you see all the Avengers like coming together as one force taking down you know, a threat in the Chitauri, um, and Loki. And, I mean, it's, it's pretty, I, like, you get, like, the different, like, it, it was shot phenomenally. Um, and you get, like, the different, like, focuses. Um, you know, you have Tony bringing, like, that, I don't even know what, what the hell it's called, that giant lizard thing down freaking the middle of New York, um, right down the road. And you're just like, what the hell is this? And then you have, you know, the Hulk taking down two of those things. Um, and then, you, you know, Cap and Thor going back to back and Hawkeye and uh, Black Widow going at it, going fighting together. And it's just like, wow, this is this is literally, like, phenomenal. But, like, the, the best part of that entire fight is for me is that slow like pan pan around scene where they're all coming together and they're all like in the same spot and like the Avengers music kicks in like thinking about that right now I'm getting goosebumps like just talking about it because that's like like, the first time that you really hear like that Avengers music kick in you know the like the theme song for it and you got like that slow pan over scene and you, you get like the same type of thing happens in um, in Age of Ultron uh, and, and the Battle of Sokovia. So, I mean, it's kind of like a staple for the Avengers movies. It's like to have that slow pan around scene where they, it like literally moves in slow motion and it kind of feels like a panorama. Um, but honestly, like this fight scene, like it's not, maybe not like a fight scene. I think of it more as like a battle scene, but oh, so great. I love it so much. Um, yeah, um, I think it's definitely iconic. 
um, to have all of them at that moment um, come together. And I think it was, you're right, it was it was shot pretty well. I think, you know, the different um, levels of the fight that you got to see, the ground level, the, you know, the different uh, aspects of the characters' fighting abilities was, was on, on show. And I think it had a... a it was it was the, the the really big first event, you know. I think after that film, it was all um, uh, downhill, and I don't think downhill in, in a bad sense. But they had so much momentum after that, like the MCU just took off and just got gained speed, and it really uh, showcased that um, they were onto something, and that you know fans did love it, and that it was bringing new audiences to it, you know. Um, people that haven't, you know, weren't into the comic books are all of a sudden into them. So it does a lot. I think it's a great pick um, uh, with for staying with the, with the, the new theme of the, of the show. Now, I think it's a, it's a great pick for that. Tia, how do you feel about the, uh, the Avengers battle of New York theme? Oh, I love it. I mean, it was essentially every, the, the scene that started everything. First of all, I'm a, gigantic Loki fan so I absolutely love that whole fight scene everything where first of all he's um, gliding on one of their chariot looking things he's so smug uh, traveling through New York you have uh, when Iron Man blasts into Thor's shield so that they can like destroy some of the Jatari uh, Captain America hit all his freaking scenes going on. The whole thing was just so epic and so badass. I love that scene um, where Tony's bringing one of those gigantic monsters and he goes, uh, I'm bringing the party to you. And Black Widow's like, I don't see how that's a party. And just everything about that was just so freaking epic. Um, yeah, I think that's a great pick, Kevin. You can't. You know, as we said, this is slowly turning into the best superhero uh, fight scenes. And you can't talk about, you know, a fight scene without mentioning that. I think, you know, in the retrospect of now all the movies that's come out in the MCU that maybe um, the Avengers is ranking a little lower, like the first one. But at the time, it was, you know, what we were waiting for. And it was so satisfying to see all these characters who we saw individually suddenly work together and see they're different. And in the retrospect of the movie, you know, they were having so many problems. They were clashing so much. And now this is finally when they were able to finally click and work together and defeat a common enemy. Uh, yeah, uh, I totally agree. Uh the the common theme is is this uh, emotional tie-in that these scenes that we've talked about because we slowly digress into like top uh, fight scenes in, in comic book films, which is which is all right, which is cool that we we've, we've been able to like construct this. But you're right, this this theme, this build-up, the 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 showcase of all these characters coming in and just the 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 way the story unravels is it's very unique and it's, it's, it's groundbreaking and it, it definitely, you know, deserves to be on this list for, uh, for sure. Uh, Ryan, how do you feel about the Avengers battle of New York scene? So, uh, Kevin, if you don't know this, I'm 18 and I go with the years. So when the first Avengers came out, I was 12 and I remember mm-hmm. four years ago, 
before it came out, my dad was telling me, like, Ryan, can you believe they're going to put this Iron Man movie in a Avengers movie? I'm like, nah, stop it, man. They're never going to do that. That's too crazy. And then four years later, this shit comes out. And I remember seeing the teaser at the end of Captain America 1. And in the theater, I was losing it. I've never been so happy in my life. I thought I was about to have, like, a heart attack because I was so excited to see this movie. And it did not let down. The Battle of New York is by far a great, and I mean a great fight scene. Because who still likes seeing your favorite superheroes kick one of their brother's ass while kicking a whole alien race's ass at the same time? Especially with that big flying worm thing. That thing was fucking cool. And then the Hulk just stabs it with its own armor. That thing goes through all these buildings. And I'm not going to bring back the fact that they probably killed a shit ton of people in the process. But that's besides the point. And it's awesome. And then you see this iconic moment of them coming together in a circle. Oh, wait, that's Star Wars. Anyway, you get the point of the music. The music starts playing. You see all your favorite heroes. They're all in a circle. And the Hulk, oh, my God, he can be my, he can be, I I would marry him. I would marry the Hulk. He's such a sweet guy, honestly. I would turn gay for him. I'd be honest. He's a, he's a nice, gentle guy, and then he has a little bit of the angry side. But it's fine. It is completely fine. Either way, the choreography is great. The fighting is great. And Joss Whedon did a fantastic job at directing the fights and how a giant emotional impact is taking on them, especially when Tony went into space and fell back down. Great scene when the Hulk, like, did the roar, and he, like, will go, <laughs> did, did we win? So, uh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> wow, Ryan, uh, that was some great insight into your personal life. Thanks for that. But um, yeah, Thank it, you. it's a, it's a, it's a great, it's a great pick, I believe. Uh, it definitely deserves to, um, uh, excuse me, to make to make the list, especially since we switched it over to the topic that it is now. Um, it. Um, yeah, Joss Whedon. I think that was one of the 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 highlights of his time with uh, Marvel. I don't think Age of Ultron was as hyped or it lived up to the hype as much as this film does. It was, but it's, it was it's definitely but iconic. It didn't live up to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But it definitely, there deserves to be on this list. Um, that's a great pick. Uh, that was number four, Avengers: Battle of New York. All right. So I guess um, originally I had. Um, the Matrix uh, Neo fight scene with Agent Smith in the subway train at the end of in the subway train. I'm sorry, in the subway station at the end of that film as a as as my pick. But to stay with the theme of uh, comic book films, um, I, I thought I would talk about the the Bane sewer fight scene with uh, with Batman in The Dark Knight uh, Rises. Uh, I just think that um, when you just you break down, and it's another one of those for me, guys, um, a moment that has so much behind it. And you, you've seen Batman pretty much overcome and prevail obstacles, and then you reach this moment that is just, and it's it's so cool because there's no music. It's just, you just hear them, and you hear their punches and their grunts, their groans, and their screams, and the breaking of bones uh, in Batman's case, you just, you get to see a character get brought down um, 
and, and, and broken down. It's just seeing the veracity of it and just the stylistic of the fight scene in general um, and the buildup behind it, it, it sets the, you know, kind of the theme that we're going with emotional breakdowns and uh, not emotional breakdowns, but emotional tensions in these fight scenes that lead to these moments. And I just think that it's, it's great. There's great choreography. There's a little bit of weight behind it, obviously, with the tensions that were coming from and, and how Bruce is and his mental state. And um, just Bane as a character, was I loved it. You know, a lot of people didn't, didn't like The Dark Knight Rises. I thought the character was great. Tom Hardy did a fantastic job. So I think you switching this up, you know, I really wanted to talk about The Matrix, but I think I would drop number three. It's The Dark Knight Rises, The Bane sewer fight as Batman. So, um, Tia, how did you feel about that fight scene? And do you think it it deserves to be on this list? I'm actually, like, kind of mad at you right now, only because that was my number one pick. So now I have to scramble in my head to figure something else out. But absolutely what? No. (laughs) Um, It's fine. Uh, 100% this scene is an amazing scene. You know, we're talking about all these other fight scenes, which are these epic battle scenes, which are fantastic. But in this scene, it is just Bane versus Batman. And it is as you said, it's just the two of them. There's no music, so you can't get distracted by, you know, hey, here's the music. This is supposed to be an epic, you know, moment. It's like you just have this brutal uh, fight, and it's, you can hear every punch. You can hear every time it hurts them. Just this amazing, like, almost this animalistic, primal uh, shot between them as they're going about this. It's kind of like a long view scene, which is amazing. And then, obviously, it being concluded with the infamous uh, breaking the bat scene. It is fantastic. What an amazing pick. So fucking good. Um, even though people have their criticism of The Dark Knight Rises. I personally love that movie. And in an era of when we want to see these constant, epic, huge freaking battle scenes, um, this, in this case, going simple works. You know, yeah, I agree. Going simple works. Um, in if it, if it has the buildup and those great films that preceded it, you're right. Um, Nolan... You know, I was reading an article recently that the Batman trilogy might be the best cinematic trilogy of all time, and maybe they're not the best movies in in sequence. Obviously, I think we'll we'll say that The Dark Knight is the best one of the trilogy, just for you know obvious reasons. We can go down a whole rabbit hole with that one, but it, I think that he just gets it, and it's super hard to end a, an, end a trilogy. It's super hard to do a, a part three and it's super hard to do it in the way Nolan was trying to do it, grounded in reality universe, no superpowers. He didn't want to call it Batman 2 or Dark Knight 2 or Dark Knight 3. He really wanted them to be standalone but also connected in, in this kind of Gotham, like Nolanverse is what they call it now, but I don't know what they were calling it back in 2008 when it, when, when the Dark Knight hit. But um, it, it, it just it says a lot about uh, cinema and just filmmaking in general and storytelling and and the art of moving the camera where it needs to be and just he has a stylistic approach to his films and, and say what you want about it but it's there throughout all the films um, it's improved upon as it goes but I really do think it's just one of those moments that's iconic 
um, almost as iconic as, you know, the Joker interrogation scene with Batman and the Dark Knight. Um, They're just just movie, you know, when you talk about moments in comic book films, you just talk about those moments. And I just think it definitely deserves to be on this list. Ryan, how do you feel about that, um, the scene with Bane and Batman in the sewers? Uh, Personally, I like the scene, but I don't really, I don't know. There was something about it I didn't like. Um, I just didn't like the whole movie in general. I thought it was it was okay. It was good, but it's like not. It's not something I can rewatch. The only time I rewatch it is probably if I'm trying to go to sleep and I'm bored. But other than that, I thought the scene was kind of underwhelming. And yeah, see, I know I'm getting under your skin right now so badly, <laughs> and it's working. I know, I know. But um, I thought the fight scene was kind of underwhelming because they give you like this whole preset where Catwoman bringing brings him down. It's all dark. And if I remember correctly in the scene, you had people watching them. I don't, I don't remember if there was, but I'm pretty sure there was. So it was almost like a fight, fight club type of scenario. So you've got Dane, who, who's not scared at all. And then you have Batman, who's been out of work for how many years after the Dark Knight this takes place? He's old. His back is fucked up before he even got it broken. You saw him in the beginning of the film using a cane. So this guy is pretty much broken inside from his past. And I really did not expect him to win at all. And the, the film just proved me right. I mean, the guy looks like he threw punches at a baby or something. I was watching the fight choreography. And I'm like, Batman just doesn't look like he, he's trying to punch him or hit him. It looks like he's trying to flick a fly off his fucking shoulder for him. And Dane is this giant bulky guy with fucked up breathing problems, like, you shall not pass my cage. Like, bro, we get it, you're big medicine, but we all know you're going to be, we're, we all know you're going to be Batman, so he can eventually come back from whatever hell you're going to give him and see that he's the hero or have some nice sacrifice at the end of the film. And I didn't like it because I thought it was pretty predictable. And I'm not going to lie, the only thing I did like is when he did break the back, quote-unquote, and break his back. I thought that was a pretty that was pretty cool how they shot it, but the whole fight in general I thought was kind of underwhelming, simply because you knew what was going to happen, and I didn't think the choreography for the fight was all too great. I thought it was kind of boring, and the color, I, I like the, the coloring of the scene with it being dark, hence the Bane being born in the dark and Batman being a bat in the dark. Obviously, I thought it was a nice nice little homage to all that. Other than that, I didn't really like this scene too much, and I thought it was underwhelming. And Tia, you can yell at me now. I mean, listen, I like disagree with so much of what you said, but you're so hilarious when you say it that like I can't help but laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh my god! But yeah, Uh, I just don't um, think I just don't think Ryan has the emotional investment um, (laughs) in those characters. That I don't understand how else it could be underwhelming um uh so like if you're i mean a tale of two cities is a good um is a is i think where they kind of um where nolan kind of took his inspiration from it but um yeah i there's a lot wrong with what you said i just think it's perspective point of views ryan i just think that um you need to go back and rewatch the trilogy and, I and then go to that. rises and and see how you feel. But, uh, Kevin, how do you feel about the Dark Knight Rises Bane sewer fight scene at number two? Uh, I mean, sorry, number three. Number 
yeah, I I love I love this fight scene. Um, I love the Dark Knight Rises. I love the whole trilogy actually. Um, I think of all of the Batman movies, I think these are the best three, uh, far and away. Um, and you know, I I I I mean, is Bane like the most menacing villain of all time in Batman movies? No, like that definitely goes to the Joker, but like as far as like badass villains he like i think that one of the reasons that this fight was like so atypical from other fights especially on this list is that the bad guy wins um and he doesn't win like barely he wins convincingly like he like you said even he breaks batman's back like <laughs> it's it's pretty badass um I mean, you can tell at that point, you know, at that you can see then, you know, Bane's not the kind of guy you want to mess with because I'm kind of in the same boat as uh, Utia. I I don't really read the comic books, um, so I didn't know really much about Bane like at all going into this movie. And I remember sitting in the theater thinking, um, as I'm watching this and I'm seeing this happen, and I see like Bane defeat Batman, and I'm like, so is that it? Like, is the movie done? Like, game set? Like, movie done? Batman's dead? Game over? Whatever? Um, so, I mean, it was... It was it, it it definitely deserves a spot on this list, in my opinion, for sure. Number three? Yeah. But definitely a spot on this list, for sure. <laughs> a little weary about its spottage. Um, but... Um... Just yeah, it, you know, the fact that he breaks the bat. Nightfall is a great comic book if you want to know about Bane. Um, that's the comic book that is the iconic cover of Bane and Batman, and he's breaking his back. It's and Bane's all buffed out, and and Batman just looks like a freaking toy in his hands. Um, it's a it's a great inspiration for where they get that iconic breaking of the bat scene. Um, and in the comic books, Bane is is arguably one of the uh, Batman's most formidable enemies. He's he's very smart. He's very tactful. Um, he's not just an idiot. Not like the Joel Schumacher freaking Batman and Robin Bane. Burn. No fucking way. That's not Bane at all. Bane is is a really good villain. Um, he's one of his best um, in the Rogues Gallery for Batman. And I think that um, Tom Hardy's and Nolan's version of Bane is is great with the, you know, the liberties that they took with him. They, you know, kind of made him, you know, uh, a little bit different, but uh, sim- similar in some in some ways. And uh, it, it for me, I can't go back and read a comic book with Bane or see anything with Bane and not think of Tom Hardy Bane because in the comic books, he's of Latin origin. So he's, he sounds like a luchadorian, you know, like a bullfighter kind of. Um, so... It's it's really cool. I think it deserves to be on this list. So, um, yeah, good points all around, guys. Uh, so I think Tia, I think that comes to you at number two, if I'm correct, right? Yes. Um, so I am going to pick since again I had to find another pick because Chris stole mine. Um, <laughs> um, I'm so I'm sorry. Do, I'm just busting your balls. Um, I'm going to pick the second half of the fight in Wakanda in Infinity War. And I say the second half because even though the beginning of it was 
good um, and all that shit. The primary reason why I want to pick, again, the second half of the fight in Wakanda is Thor's fucking entrance to the fight. Because, you know, we're watching this whole thing, and essentially three different scenes are going on at the same time. We see um, what's happening on Titan. We see what's happening with Thor and Groot and Rocket and Peter Dinklage's character, and then we have the Avengers and all that shit essentially getting their asses kicked in Wakanda, and you're like, holy crap, like, what's happening? They're so outnumbered. They're so going to lose. And then all of a sudden, the freaking just, like, blast of effing light energy, whatever the hell you call it, just comes. And I was like, I literally... It was a bifrost. I... I, I I never get, like, this, like, excited in the movie theater, but I couldn't help it because I literally saw it opening night. The whole entire movie theater, like, practically screamed at that point. People were screaming, yes, you know, and, like, he's coming, and he has that amazing effing entrance, him, Rock and Drew, and they just, and he just goes, bring me those, and they just go running forward, and Thor just, like, practically annihilates everyone. I mean, he's thrown around the Stormbreaker, everyone's going nuts. You got Bucky picking up Rocket and spinning him around, blasting at these ugly ass creatures, and just it really then comes together of everyone. I mean, we have Thor now, who's just like literally the strongest fucking Avenger, practically. And to me, that was just an amazing scene because it was like you know, the the triumphant second half of that fight, um, just having everyone come together, starting with essentially Thor's entrance to Wakanda. So that's going to be my uh, number two pick for this list. Uh, I love it. Um, yeah, his, his entrance in, in that scene, because you're right, they're outnumbered, they're everywhere, and we're bouncing around from this scene to that scene, you're right, Tia, it, it is so, like, it, there's so much going on, you're on the edge of your seat, and you, 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 I don't know, when I was watching it, Tia, I had, like, a, my, like, a pit in my stomach feeling, like, it wasn't, go, it wasn't going to end well, but then, you know, here comes Thor, and everyone is excited, you know, my theater also went batshit, I went like that inside, I kept it inside, but I was, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, and I think Mark Ruffalo kind of summed it up pretty good. Um, you know, Bruce Banner. When he, yeah, he was. Um, you guys are screwed. I think, I can't, right? Yeah, I just think that's. You know, and then when he, you know, he's like, you know, bring me Sonos. I was like, I grew in rockets there. You're right. And then when when they just get into it, and it leads to like the funniest moment, is when <laughs> Captain America. And Thor talking and notices the beard and he goes, "That's my friend Tree," and he goes, "I'm Steve Rogers." Like I am great. He goes, "I I am Steve Rogers," and it's just it, it, I love Captain America because you know he's kicking ass, but he doesn't. His attitude is always on point, and and he's not getting super emotional. He's not getting, you know, super hyper. He in the middle of a fight scene. He's introducing himself as a gentleman to to Thor's new friend because he doesn't want to be rude or something. You know what I mean? In the middle of a fight scene for the you know the world that stake, and he goes, "I am Steve Rogers," because that's just who he is. And for you know, I'm gonna miss Captain America, you know, going into Phase oh Four. But I think it's a great I, I think it's it. a great <laughs> pick. 
Right. I think it's a great pick. Ryan, how do you feel about this? Ooh, we got we got to kind of push it. So make it kind of quick. Right, I'll we're, we're heading into I agree. Last this, is a, this is a great fight scene without a doubt, but I don't think it should be higher than the fight on Titan. But that's just my opinion, but it is a great fight scene nonetheless. And when Thor comes in, that's when comedy is fucking great. And, dude, Thor just rips the new asshole into them. It's great. I love the fight scene. I love the choreography. I love the Avengers that were put together in that group and fight against each other. And everything about it was just great. But I do agree. I just disagree where it is on the the list. I think it should be more towards 10, if anything. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, maybe you're right. It, it isn't as epic as some of the others on the list, but it definitely, we've already kind of. No, no. I'm not saying it this. should be a 10, but like back towards the back of the list. Like maybe five. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing that fact, but it's on the list, and that's great that it's even there because it is an epic moment. Uh, Kevin, how do you feel about um, the I, – I have it down as Thor's entrance in the Wakanda fight scene, Avengers Civil War. I mean, uh, not that's Civil great. War. I mean, Affinity War. Apologies. Apologies. That's a, <laughs> um, that's a, yeah, that's a great way to put it. Uh, it's uh, – I mean, this – like. Coming into Infinity War, Thor was like in the bottom half of my Marvel, like super, like my MCU heroes uh, power rankings, just because like I, even after Ragnarok, like his care, I didn't think I didn't care too much for his character, but like out like literally as soon as he landed on Wakanda, like he shot all the way up to like top five in my MCU power rankings, like that. I came into the movie, like, anticipating, you know, Thanos to, like, steal the show or whatever, but, like, Chris Hemsworth and Thor's character absolutely stole uh, Infinity War. It was phenomenal. Uh, This scene was amazing. Like y'all said, the comedy, bring me Thanos. That's, like, literally the greatest line in the whole movie. Um, I mean, it was, like, the whole scene's just so great. I just love all of it, and... The best part is, is that like I love it, and Robert Downey Jr. is not even in it at all. And it's like you can have a great scene without Robert Downey Jr. Good job, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. It, it was some must-needed levity in a, in a movie that you know we knew going in was going to be tough because of the buildup, and we all know, um, you know, it wasn't comic book accurate, so to speak, in some regards, but. Um, I am familiar with the comic. I just think, uh, not Gamora, but Nebula might have a big role to play in the next film, but that's just my theory. But it's a great pick. I think it definitely deserves to be on this list. And I guess real quick uh, to recap, well, I'll recap after the number one pick because we're running a little low on time, but um, Ryan, I think you have us at number one. Really? Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. I was really <laughs> scared someone was not going to say the Civil War uh, airport battle scene. I was starting to get there, bro. I was getting nervous. I'm like, someone's not going to say it? Because I really want to say it. But I'm glad it's me. But, yeah, the Civil War airport battle scene. Fucking one of the greatest fights I've ever seen. One of the most entertaining, comedical-wise and action-wise. It was great. It was great seeing all these characters we've come to and love pit against each other over the Sokovia Accords from an event that happened in Sokovia in Avengers Age of Ultron. And you see how the decisions they make aren't the ones they necessarily want to make, if that makes sense. Like, Tony Stark 
believe that there should still be an Avengers and they, they shouldn't be on uh, the government's term. But then there's also a side of them that believes that there should be order on the team. And then you've got Black Widow who agrees with Tony at first that there should be order. But then throughout the movie, she sees she sees um um fuck, 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 Captain America's side. And she's like, I'm going to regret this. And then shoots Black Panther. And it's a back and forth about what side are they truly on? They could be on this side, but they really might be on the other side. And then you got some people on the side that they don't even know that they should be on because you got Spider-Man being introduced, who's only on that side because Tony Stark acts him. You got Black Panther, he's only on that side because he wants to fight the Winter Soldier because he's on Captain America's team. Some people are on that team, not because of the political side, but for their own self-worth and gain. And I think that's what makes this the best. Because some of the people are there because of the Sokovia Accords, mainly like Captain America and Iron Man. And they've got Ant-Man, who was just actually come on. He's like, fuck it, yeah, you actually help. I'll do it, man. I don't give a shit why. So just seeing all those different ideologies come together in a giant fight is great. Some people didn't even want to fight each other, but they did it because they chose the side that they chose. Like Black Widow and Hawkeye. They agreed that this fight didn't ruin their friendship because they realized they're both fighting for something they believe in. And then when it comes down at the end, it leads to the the fight with Iron Man, Bucky, and Captain America. And it just has that great emotional impact. And you see that it really, in from going into Infinity War, that Civil War really didn't, it affected a bunch of heroes, but it didn't affect their relationships other than Steve Rogers and Tony Stark, which should have been the highlight, which was. So that's why I like it. And the fighting was phenomenal. The comedy was phenomenal. And seeing all the characters, like, eat off each other was phenomenal. And that's why I think it's the number one and the one of the best fight scenes in a superhero movie. Chris, I swear to God, if you disagree with me on this one. Um, I'm not disagreeing with you at all, man. I think it is oh, one of the best. Oh, thank God. Uh, <laughs> I think it is one of the best moments in comic book fight scenes or fights in general or battles. Um, it, it definitely in the MCU, but as a comic book movie, absolutely, I agree. It has a you know, great, it's great comedic timing, but it introduces new characters. It also kind of draws the line of who's on what side. And um, originally, just just to rephrase, Ant Man was brought along to help Captain America with those psycho assassins because they thought there was more crazy ass Winter Soldiers mucking around. So he kind of got in the mix, like you were saying, Ryan kind of like, oh, I'm just trying to help. <laughs> and he's just in the middle of it. Yeah. And it's just got a lot of, you know, friends fighting friends, ideal, ideal I'm sorry, I just say ideal. ideas against other ideas. Yeah, I can't say the word either. It's just so late. I just can't think of the word. <laughs> um, but, you know, you got their two, they're playing each other, you know, and you know where it's going to go um, a little bit um, if you're aware of the comics. It's not really that accurate. So, uh, it does deserve to be on the list of, of top ten fight scenes. Does it deserve to be number one? No, it's pretty close though, you know. But Ryan, it's still a great pick, and you had you made valid points. But I'm gonna go to um, Tia real quick. Uh, how do you feel about this fight scene, the Captain America Civil War airport fight scene? Uh, definitely geeking out about this scene. Um, to me, Spider-Man and Ant-Man stole the show. Uh, Spider-Man, obviously, just because of his. Does anybody have any thing. orange slices? <laughs> oh well, Ant Man is just I amazing. It. I love when he gets into uh, Tony Stark's suit and he's like, and he's like, "Who is that?" He's like, "It's your conscious, Tony." Like, we haven't met in a while. We don't speak a lot. And 
Like, that whole shit is so amazing. And then one of my favorite scenes is when Falcon and Bucky are, like, chasing after uh, Spider-Man. And it's like, you know, Falcon and Bucky don't really like each other that much. They just tolerate each other because they both love Steve Rogers. And then at the end, when, you know, Falcon uses his weapon to get Spider-Man, and Bucky's like, why the hell didn't you do that before? And Falcon's like, and Falcon's just so funny. I hate you. And I was like, I love this. This is amazing. And as you said, it was great the emotional then about it because people didn't want to fight against each other. And then you have Scarlet Witch and Vision, who then we eventually see have a romantic relationship. And then that whole thing ends really tragically with the fact that, you know, um, War Machine, uh, Rhodey gets hurt because of this, because everyone, you know, couldn't sit down and actually talk about it someone now is essentially paralyzed for the rest of his life. You know, he only really is walking because of Tony Stark's technology, which we see in Infinity War. And that's really sad, you know. So that whole entire, like, scene, that whole entire fight scene, amazing. 100% so good. Love it. Yeah, the the one little one-liner everybody has with each other in the tense moments. You're right. That was hilarious when he says, I hate you. And it's also a callback to that movie when they talk about uh, – you know, he asked, Bucky asked if he could move his feet up, and, you know, and he goes, <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Like, no. <laughs> right. And it's just, they, yeah, he just doesn't like him from the, it's, it, but you have that moment, you know, if you're a kid, you know, it, uh, you move around a lot, and you meet your, your old friends, meet your new friends, and your old friends don't like your new friends just because they're your friend, and they kind of feel like they're taking your place or whatnot, and you get that little rivalry between the two. It's really cool, but Kevin, how do you feel about our number one pick, Captain America Civil War airport scene? Uh, yeah, I mean, this this fight scene was, it was on my list, um, so I'm glad somebody said it. Um, it was, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was pretty great uh, seeing Spider-Man come in, the MCU, like, make his official entrance. Um, you know, seeing all these characters that for the past, you know, few years you've come to think of as, like, brother and sister and, like, great teammates and whatnot, going one-on-one, like, not holding any punches back, going going as hard as they can. Um, I mean, in most cases, I guess Hawkeye was holding some punches back from Black Widow or whatnot. But, um, so, like, or Black Widow was holding punches back from Hawkeye, whichever one. Um, but, like, to see them to see these characters go at it. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, granted, you know, I, I, my, easily my my favorite part was uh, when Peter Parker, like, goes all um, Empire Strikes Back and is like, have you guys seen that super old movie? I was like, oh, that, that's really literally old like, hilarious. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. I love that part. Um, but, yeah. It's, He's like, Jesus, Tony, how old is this guy? And he goes, I didn't carbon right. date him. He's a little on the young side. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. It's a great. It's a great. It's great. Yeah. One of the best lines in that. one of the. Yeah. Go ahead, too. One of the best lines in that is when um, Clint tries to introduce himself to Black Panther. He's like, "Hey, I'm Clint," and T'Challa's like, "I don't care. I love that. That whole shit was so good. I don't care. Right? T'Challa's pissed. He's like, he's like, I got no. But yeah, I think. Right, I got no time. My dad just died, and I'm the Black Panther now. Wow, my claws, my kitty cat claws. 
Anyway, I'm not dissing Black Panther. I love Black Panther. But, guys, real quick, let's recap. Our number 10 pick was from Logan, the 20, uh, X20, X-23 fight scene in the car chase. Number 9 is the Blade Vampire Club fight scene. Number 8 is the Lord of the Rings Helm's Deep. Number 7 is uh, General Zod and Superman in Man of Steel. Number 6, Captain America Civil War, Iron Man, Bucky, and Captain America fight. Number five is Avengers Infinity War, Fight on Titan. Number four is Avengers Battle of New York. Number three, Dark Knight, Bane, Sewer Fight. Number two, Thor's Entrance in Wakanda, the Fight, Avengers Infinity War. And number one, Captain America Civil War, Airport Fight Scene. I got that in before the end of the show. Thank you for the show, guys. Thank you so much for, for being on, uh, Kevin. It was great having you on, man. Thanks, uh, thanks, Tia. Thanks, Ryan. You guys did great. It was an awesome show. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys, and we'll see you in the next show.